This is the Gritty Bird Waterfowl Podcast. What's going on, Gritty Bird listeners? This is Chris Barbera, your host. Joined again with co-host... Brian! <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's episode number seven of the show tonight. And we are sitting here in the podcast laboratory. We started our night off. Brian got off work. I got off work. And we headed over to Cabela's. Trying to pick up on some good deals. I had $45 in Visa points. And we were scanning around looking for... So we were looking actually for a um, vacuum sealer for some of the deer meat that we have. We we're going to package that up. And also we were checking out some rifles. Brian was checking out some of the Seiko rifles. Looked at the Seiko Finlight and the uh, Seiko A7 Rough Tech. Definitely made up my mind tonight, though, for sure. So oh, yeah? What are you deciding on? Going to get the uh, Seiko Finlight um, 300 Win Mag. Order that bad boy and uh, put the... Uh, Leopold VX3 on there and just damage some freaking elk and deer next year. Hopefully, well, were you gonna go? You were gonna go, uh, not 340 Elster weather, but you're gonna go 300 wind mag. mag. Yeah, 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 for the little bit lighter gun. Um, obviously, we'll do some work to it. Get the uh, muzzle brake on there and and uh, get it accurized and all that that fun stuff. But. We'll be devastating some animals with it next uh, next year. Yeah, I mean, um, looks like a solid gun for sure. Definitely uh, a fan of the woodstock, but as you were bringing up some good points, I mean, when you're walking around, slinging that gun around, the rifle around in the snow and dirt, who cares if it's woodstock or not? As long That's as it, gets it. The job done. Just functionality. I mean, they have everything that you want in a gun. <laughs> it's already pretty much accurized with a 5 MOA, so... It's going to be accurate, it's going to be consistent, and uh, it's going to be a fun gun to use, uh, hopefully for our next bull. Yeah, definitely. So we were looking at some of the rifles, and I don't know, our Cabela's runs are usually pretty the same. We just first stop when we walk into the door as we head straight to the bargain cave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got a little sidetracked this time, though. We uh, checked out the smokers and the grills and... yeah checked out this and checked out that and then Jersey finally we made our way is. yeah and we looked at some binoculars which actually there's a couple we're not gonna say nothing because if we decide to buy them <laughs> we don't want y'all going out there and stealing our stuff don't so. take our bargain cave stuff yeah that's for sure but we there is a good deal on some uh on some cabela's euros which is what we actually have um and we what, love them i mean they're what size do we have right now we have the uh 10 by 42s 10 by 42 so and that's actually what was in there, and actually they were even cheaper than what we got them for. Oh yeah, yeah. So they had the Leopolds too, the twelve by fifties. No, the uh, Vortex Viper. Yeah. Yeah, Vortex Viper, twelve by fifties, and they're good. But hey, you found them cheaper, so yeah. He was all looking at the price on it, and it said like five fifty down to four forty, and I was like, what the hell? So I looked up on Amazon course it's brand new for four hundred dollars it's like you're gonna sell me a used pair of binocs for 440 that's it but uh, the cabela's euros though that's a good deal those are good binocs yeah. four to 425 we'll, we'll tell you guys what they were wanting yeah. um on the markdowns and everything 
Four twenty five, basically a twelve hundred dollar pair of binoculars, and yeah. they're worth that. Every penny. <laughs> Every penny. Especially I mean, after we learned how to use them last. Yeah, time. I mean they're on point, so we might have to consider going back and grabbing those. I agree, man. I agree. I mean that's just what we need to do, and and it's uh, I mean it's hard to say. Oh, let's just spend four hundred dollars or five hundred bucks on freaking glass, but it's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy when you want to spot the animals. Here's the thing. Is when you're out looking for hunting stuff, you forget about that you're in debt. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's an issue. I might be single here pretty soon. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Well, let's talk a little waterfowl because this is what our show's about, and we've kind of steered away with our elk hunt and deer hunt, so let's get back on track with these waterfowl talks. Um, we headed over to the ammunition shotgun shells, and looking to pick up a case because you know um, heavy metals running some good specials right now on their on their shelves and we were browsing around thinking about picking up the case of three and a half two shot um, but they were asking 308 for the for the whole case well 310 and then yeah. uh i i told you you didn't believe me and i was like hey let's just buy box per box and really it comes down to this you save one dollar a box when you buy it in a freaking case and like to have the same thing, uh, I mean, it's it's not cool. I was gonna say it's cool, but no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, why why not when we could get three shot, two shot BBs? I mean, it's good to have a good variety. Good variety. I mean, early season, middle season, where you're getting in them honkers, where they're like finishing feet up. Um, I mean, why not have? I mean, like two shots, a diverse you know round for sure. But I mean, if we're going to buy a case of 10 boxes of 25 shells each. Might as well have some BBs in there, some two-shot, maybe some three-shot just for these next couple of weeks to finish out before the late season comes in. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, uh, you know, what's 10 bucks? I mean, yeah. so it's like, eh. And actually, we save more than that because on that three-shot, we got it for, like, what, 22 bucks mm-hmm. plus the $5 off, so it's, like, $17 a box. I mean, for three and a half, so that's unreal unheard of so i mean that worked out really well and then we got some bb shot for 21 dollars a box yeah that was a good steal for sure i mean so I mean, that's dumb and then five dollars off of that so it's like 16 bucks and it's one of those things where i mean we got a lot of variety of ammunition um out of pocket i think it's 35 dollars a piece yeah i mean with the we had a couple disc we had a couple coupons and i had I had bought in that um, Franke Intensity last month and had about 45 bucks in Cabela Visa points on that. So combined with Brian had a $15 off, $50. So altogether, we walked out at $101 before mail-in rebate. Yeah, so with the rebate, it's $35 a piece. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man. So if you guys are out there looking you know, for this upcoming season to get some rounds, Definitely take a look at some of the rebates that, you know, some of these bigger companies have to offer, such as, you know, Heavy Shot. Um, I think you'd be surprised at some of the savings you can get with them. And, like, for me, I was, like I said, I was all about buying that big case, but as Ryan broke it down, it was like a dollar difference to just kind of mix it up and get the variety of shells and, you know, the shot that we wanted to get. So might as well, might as well uh, pick what you want, right? Um, so... After we did that, let's let's just kind of talk about, I mean, it's about to be Thanksgiving week. You're a teacher. You have the whole week off. I know, you know, I'm a little bit jealous. You got Monday hunt, Wednesday hunt, and then both of us will be rendezvousing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, 
Yeah, I'm looking at crushing. I mean, there's <laughs> no other way, no other way to put to it. it right? I mean, we got fresh birds in the area. Um, we got the storm. First snow of the freaking year. Jeez, what, why did it take oh, so long, man? I don't know. Just global warming, I guess. Leonardo DiCaprio knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Shit, I mean, that guy, he fucking goes around on a jet, which leads, like, the biggest fucking footprint as far as uh, called. Jet. Jet trails or whatever it no, is? No, not jet trails. It's just like, oh, <laughs> human carbon footprint. Oh, our footprint. And you know what? Yeah, it works for him, I guess. But is what he doesn't realize is he, like, takes up as much carbon space as, like, 36 Americans in a day. Yeah, so, celebrities. Yeah, but but anyways. <laughs> that was a side tangent. <laughs> yeah. On a, on a different note, um, Dominic has a lot to stay, say about him. And so does his dad. Dominic and his dad? Oh, yeah, dude. Duck hunting dude, their character. I want to oh, be. Yeah, I want to meet yeah. his dad. Yeah, his dad's a cool fucking dude, for Dominic, sure. Dominic, can't wait to hunt with you, man. If you're gonna tune into this, I don't even know if you listen to podcasts, but uh, he might. We'll get you into not. it. We'll get you into it, man. No, actually, he has listened to us actually. Oh yes, a few times. Yeah, oh, cool. A couple, couple times. I mean, I'd like to meet his dad. I, I'd hope he listens. Anyways, but <laughs> yeah, me and Dom are going out Monday. Um, Wednesday, we got private spot reserved, or actually public spot reserved. Um, that we're going to just crush on, I hope. And then... Yeah, let's uh, talk about that for a minute, man. Yeah, so Andrick Ponds, we hit it earlier in the year. We were fucking rusty. We, uh... We sucked ass, basically. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it was fun. It was a good trip. I mean, we had birds. We got big, on big, at the end of the night. Oh, big flocks, big flocks, big flocks. But, damn, we just couldn't shoot a shit. And, uh... We were antsy and premature and everything that we did. But uh, me and Dom got Pond 9, which is, I think, probably the best pond out there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how that was still even open. But uh, How many we, ponds are on that one? I think 11. 11 ponds? I think so. So it's towards the end of the road? Well, no, not necessarily. It's different. Uh, There's roads coming in from every which way. Was so. we not 5 last time? We hunted 5? No, 8. Oh, 8. Andrick. Oh, Andrew Ponds. Yeah, Andrew. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. Brush Prairie. I mean, Sorry. Brush Prairie. Yeah, me and Dom, we crush them on three. I mean, that's that's our that's. You've never been on three with us, but <laughs> for any of you locals in Colorado, tune out real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Pond Three. Me and Dom, we do some work. You've never been on it, and I think it's because. Well, I think I think you have to work when we it's go. Because you guys usually hunt Wednesdays. Yeah, we hunt Wednesdays, and and so you're. Yeah, I don't have that fortunate as yeah. taking Wednesday off usually. We took that one Wednesday, but we hunted five, which five 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 would be good. I mean, five five would be real good. I don't know. It's just about learning the different positions. Yeah, but three for some reason. Every time I take Dom out there, shit, we get on the birds. Get locked on them. Get locked on them. I mean, all day I had them finishing. They were reacting, doing everything I wanted them to do. So, I mean, that's that's freaking awesome. But anyways, on a better note, so we're on Andrick Ponds, Pond pond 9. And that's the pond that we really wanted to get on last time. And I'm hoping that we get get geese on there, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Find I don't know. I'm, like, you say, like you mentioned earlier, just, I mean, so obviously if you guys listen, we're in Colorado and it's been crazy weather man it's been warm 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 for november we finally got our our first snowstorm of the season yesterday um thursday and 
I know I woke up this morning driving to work and a lot of traffic going on bumper to bumper, but I was able to see there was a lot of geese flying in the air. So I think this is the first push that we've had so far. Push, but I mean, hope I don't know if it's that big push. Or I don't know if it's, if it's just, a big push, but it's a little. And then, push. I, you know what? I'm good with. It. If it's not the big push, it's not the big push. I mean, can't force I, it. I, I, you can't force it, but I mean, we want to get on birds. Obviously, that's that's what we're here about, and that's what we want to do. And um, <clears throat> if they're gonna come, we're ready we'll, for them. We'll slap them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna slap them in the face. I mean, dang. No, I think those big green green heads are gonna start be moving in. Oh, those soon. fat green heads, those big ass honkers, we're gonna smash them. That's all there is to it. And that's how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. So it's like, if, I mean, most of you guys that are listening are probably big waterfowl hunters, and now you guys probably have your buddies that you call up, you know, every day just talking about waterfowl hunting. And I know me and Brian, we we talk all the time. Brian and Dominic talk all the time. And it's if you were to re if you were to record our conversations, it's literally, let's smash the birds, let's kill the birds, let's get on them, let's get them. That's all we talk about. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. There's yeah, no excuse. I don't even know if it's healthy anymore. It's not healthy. I mean, it's literally all we think about. <clears throat> Dominic called me at 7.45 this morning, and he's like, dude, there's fucking geese in the area. Chris sent me a text. <laughs> dude, there's geese everywhere. Yeah. This is the biggest push-up geese I've seen. And so, I mean, that that's just, like, I guess what a waterfowler does. It's, it's our life. I mean, we breathe waterfowl <laughs> hunting, and not just waterfowl. We breathe hunting in general. Yeah. I mean, that's Dom. That's you. That's me. I mean, Eric. if we get a chance to freaking slam them, whether it's a buck, an elk. Don't matter. It, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not just obviously, me. we like ducks and geese, but... Yeah, I mean, some, some of that's just the, like, we get on, I mean, we know how to hunt them. And we've been hunting them for a while, and we've been, I mean. Successful. Successful in the last couple we've, of years. Yeah, so. we've done really well, so, I mean, that's why we like it, but, I mean. I think this year's just going to be, I mean. So, we, what, just real quick, I, yeah. I got to stop you for a second. <laughs> I sent you and Dom a picture today of a bull. Okay. From the unit that we hunt. We won't say what number it is. We're not gonna say that number. Y'all don't uh, you need can't to get that because here's the thing: like, there's a lot of elk in this area. It's a heavily hunted area. It's got a low success rate, and that's because people don't want to get off the road and hunt. We're gonna keep it that way. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to get off the road. But hey, yo, I got a nice bull last year, and uh, this year we were we're into the elk. Something fierce. I mean, really, something fierce. And we bumped some bulls, and I guarantee, I know one for sure was a monster. Um, but I don't know where it's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Actually, no. But that picture. Send me a picture shit. of a big yeah. ass bull in the unit that we hunted. Second. He's season. a big motherfucker, wasn't he? He's huge. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, just gives me some hope for next year. Yeah. No. Nah, he's. Damn, he's a beauty. We'll get him to him next year. Oh, absolutely. I had to stop you right there. I was just <laughs> You're all excited about big game still. Uh, it's hard, dude. I mean, it's rough when you didn't get one. You're still. And it's a little bit rougher on me, I think, than it is on Chris. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah. I know what it's like to harvest a big monster bull. I've never taken a big bull. And, I mean, it's the fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, it's the shit. <laughs> Your just heart drops, like literally drops. Yeah, we'll be processing out that buck though. 
Yeah, we did. And nice. Took you book. about a day, right? Took you about a day to process. Yeah, it. I got well about half. Half I mean, of it because we did. We did, I think, twenty pounds of sausage, and we got uh, about twenty pounds of breakfast sausage. So, be good. Yeah. And we could turn the rest into hamburger. And then we did the backstrap, obviously, and loins. No, we're gonna get here, and. <laughs> I mean, this this next week for me, I mean, especially me, like super exciting. I'm going to hunt with Dominic on Monday and Wednesday. <clears throat> I'm going to have thanks with my family on Thursday. And then Friday, I, I get to, Friday, I get to go out with Chris again. Oh, yeah. And crush. I mean, like when we get on birds on Friday this after is probably my favorite trip we is Thanksgiving. We can crush them. Like for some reason, we get geese that just can drop in from the heavens and they just want to commit. I actually, there's a lot of times where we actually just miss. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We will crush these fish this time. I promise you, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to have birds just dropping in. We're going to put our eggs. you say this Thanksgiving weekend's like one of your it's favorite ones to favorite, go? It's usually my favorite, favorite, favorite time to go. I mean, I mean, because in the past we've left that Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. <laughs> we have, yeah. And we've we've devastated. I mean, birds. And, Those have and, been crazy. Like, and that's what we'll, we'll, that's what we're gonna. We have weather coming in. Like, yeah. we're gonna devastate some birds. And Temps that's, are dropping a little bit. Birds and, are in the and area. And we know that. We know that it's gonna be game on. And and I'm looking so forward to it because I'm gonna hunt five out of the next eight days. And I I love that. I love that. And then. You know, we're going to come back and you got to go to Seattle or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to go slaughter a freaking antelope. antelope pronghorn. Get yourself a pronghorn yeah, on the table. Yeah, go slaughter one of those bad boys. And then you come back and it's game on it's again. It's game on again, dude. And then we're going to hunt ducks and geese and just try to annihilate them. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. I think, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably experienced waterfowl hunters. And they know, you know, as far as shot select or shot selection and type of rounds that they're going to run through their shotguns but let's give the the new and the uh novice hunter a little breakdown on the different options there are as far as shells so i'm going to talk first okay there's this group of idiots <laughs> oh, God. i mean you know what i'm going to say <laughs> like there's the the idiots that are like you know what Three inch, it's good enough. That's all <laughs> I need. I mean, three inches is perfect. It's great. It's, it's Starting a war here between you know three what? In three fact, three inch, it doesn't get much better than three inch. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm an educated motherfucker. <laughs> all right, and I understand physics on a whole new level. Don't you let a redneck mother tell you that three inch is better than three and a half? Let me tell you why. Okay, simple physics. Well, there's this thing called gunpowder. And there's this thing called shot ounce. If you're pushing out one ounce of shot at 1,500 feet per second, it's not going to do near as much <laughs> as one and a quarter ounce or one and a half ounce of shot at the same feet per second. I mean, I'm sorry. I just... I like well, hearing this explanation. Laws of physics. Bring it, Brad. So basically is what happens is with the three and a half, you're getting more shot ounce out at the same feet per second, <laughs> which fills in that shot load, which means basically if you got like a, let's say a two foot uh, group, you're filling in all those gaps within that two foot group. 
Right. And so it doesn't make any sense by laws of physics. I mean, I'm not talking no bullshit here. I'm not talking that theoretical bullshit. Laws of physics say... Isaac Newton? When you're throwing more weight or more mass at something with the same velocity, I mean, you're, you're going to... A devastation number goes up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so these idiots... Well, what's the three inches? Why, like, what's their argument against it? They try to say that it shoots out faster. Uh, it's cheaper. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's cheaper. Cheaper. Which is great. I mean... That's it, cool. Good for you. If you got to save some save bucks... Some if you got to save some money, save some money. But, I mean, don't say that it's because, oh, it's a better shot and you're going to knock down more birds with it. No, nah, that's bullshit. Why not? If you have the gun that shoots three and a half, so why not run it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And if you're going to put the money into decoys and you're going to put the money into gas and you're going to put the money into uh, whatever it may be to try to get out there and hunt, land... I mean... Put up your best cards, and that's, I mean, and you know how me and my dad think. If you're going to get out on them. You're going to get them. You're going to get them, and you're, and you're going to put up put up your best damn cards. Well, what about steel versus lead? You uh, think it's really that big of a difference? I think it's a huge difference, <laughs> for sure, just because. The knockdown power? Well, I mean, it's all transfer of energy, and uh, still, still doesn't impact. And still, the way that it hits... Well, like it's not lead, transferring energy. Lead it doesn't expand. Shape, right? Lead does change shape. And that's huge when you're talking about hitting game. Because when it changes shape, it's transferring that energy as opposed to keeping it. Right. So, I mean, that is huge for me. And obviously, we don't have an option, you know, in today's waterfowl hunting. So, no, still is our only way There to is go. bismuth. There's softer, softer. Tungsten bismuth, right? Yeah, and that's, I mean, they're softer. So the way they impact and hit, it's completely different. We picked up the heavy metal, and that's a combination metal, right? It is. It's got steel and also, uh, I think, bismuth or tungsten, one of the two. Yeah. Half and half. Harder hit. But the the issue with that is, in my opinion, is like from a scientific standpoint, is shot string. Because now you're talking about something that have two completely different components, and. One's going to hit at a different time than the other, right. yeah, if that makes sense. And, uh, you know, the thing that Pattern Master offers is, like, they talk about this, like, shortening the shot string, but, boom, like, putting it all on target. And I mean, that would be great, but I, I still don't think that we've found that yet. I don't think so either. You know, the thing that That's Pattern different Master from other offers people? is, like, it was like, I understand science, you know, so you can't sell me some bullshit. Yeah, you can't just pass that through. And I think Pattern Master is as close as we come, but it's still not there. Yeah, I mean, I have just the stock, you know, modified, full choke, all that stuff in my bronchi right now, but I sure as hell plan on getting the Pattern Master. It's the best that there is to yeah, offer is. right now. Yeah, absolutely right now, but I mean... Something's out there, or something's going to be developed that's going to come out that's going to be better. Maybe we'll develop it. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think very abstractly, and I have a very engineering mind, you know? You know that. Yeah, definitely. Um, numbers and scientifically, stat- statistical. I'm very, 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 very inclined. And, uh, you know, whatever Pattern Master throws at you, it's it's not consistent. 
I mean, definitely props to them for figuring out, you know, leading the leading the uh, industry and their ideas there for sure. sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's a great idea and a great concept. It's just something that's happening at that velocity. It's not possible. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it tightens it up. I mean, you've seen me. I, I drop more birds with my Pattern Master than I've dropped with a modified choke or a full choke, and so I mean, I'm happy about it, but. At the same time, I know that there's something out there that's going to reach more to killing more birds, for yeah. sure. Leaving less cripples. Cripples, man. I mean, that's a good topic in general for waterfowlers. I think that's huge for us as you know, as hunters. Um, the crippling of birds is more common than we'd like to admit, unfortunately. With all the technology and the shells and the chokes and all that, you'd think it'd be you know, just devastation on the birds, but there's, the fact is, there's still birds that, you know, we hit, and they continue to fly. Well, I have a, I have a good friend in Columbia, and, uh, uh, hunts the, the Columbia River. Who? Um, Josh. Tell me? No, no, no. Um, my friend Josh, um, they're from Oregon, uh, him okay. and Cody, and, uh, his mom's a game warden out there, actually. Damn. Yeah, and, uh, this is a quote from him. <laughs> he said, him and, him and his mom argue about one thing, and that's that's lead versus still. And she confiscates all, all the uh, lead shot, and <clears throat> he argues with her hand over foot in her office, and he'll take all the lead shot off. He'll use it, um, especially on private property, because he's like, you know what? I go down to Columbia, um river and he's like i get my daily bag off cripples and i oh, mean really? yeah i mean if you're going down the columbia like it's a big ass river but yeah you go out there you know there's birds out there that you could just drive out on a boat pick them up throw them in your fucking bag and uh the thing is is really want our birds to be is no just crippled and I want to smoke them one shot. Dead. And that's it. We lost some birds too. Yeah. I mean, where we shot them. I mean, we're out yeah. there with the Eric, couple, couple about a month ago, uh-huh. and we crippled one. Mm-hmm. I shot one. Actually, I shot one, and I sent Rem out after it. He didn't know. And the thing is, is Rem, Rem's a good dog. He's a great dog. He's he's great. He he'll go get crippled. He doesn't care. But uh, that. Duck dove underneath, and I I went out there. I ran after it, tried to get another shot off. That duck dove underneath, and uh, just disappeared. I mean, nowhere nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. So I don't know what happened to that duck. I mean, could have swam out in the middle of Jackson Lake and uh, died out there in the middle, or it could have. Uh, uh, probably died out in the middle. So, I mean, it's a bad thing when you go out there and uh, get these birds just off cripples. And actually, the first bird that we ever shot, <clears throat> you remember this? First bird that we ever shot, you smoked a bird. We had eight flambeaux out there. Oh, our first trip? First trip. And you smoked that bird. And we were like, oh, that bird's down. And we were so happy. We high-fived. <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. And that bird didn't die. 
and uh, I chased it. You chased it. We put some shots in it. Shots in it. Shots in it. It still didn't die because you know how these birds were. How resilient ducks are, dude. They just dive. They it's like they know when you're gonna fucking shoot at them again. They dive under, and they don't die. And so we went, went to Walmart, and then someone was trying to chase it down. Oh, we got your bird! We got your bird! And we weren't paying any attention to them, but when they brought, they let us use their dog and all that to go get it. No, 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 no. Oh, the very, very first bird. That's right. That was like later on. Yeah. So we went out there and. They're like trying to get us. They're like, "Oh, this is your duck. This is your duck," and we didn't pay any attention. We we didn't really care. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. But we've learned so much from that day one. Oh, oh my god, it's crazy. so much! How far we've come. But uh, on this last bird, like I went out there, I, I smoked that bird, and he was down. I went after him. This is just like a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, and. Uh, you know, Rem's like looking for the bird, and it just dipped down. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna send my dog out in the middle of the lake. Like, <laughs> he's just a pup, too. I mean, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'm not gonna send. I won't even send him out now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm. I'm talking about the last trip out with Eric. Yeah. I smoked. The, I shot that bird. Went down. Looked like it was down. Go out there. I went and had my shotgun ready. And. He didn't even pop up. I mean... Those bitches submerged, dude. They're like submarines. German U-boats. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Just weird. But then there's that... Remember uh, last year even, like on the river, there was that bird. You shot him. Oh, I remember that one specifically. He went down and... uh, He went all the way across the other bank, other side of the bank. Well, like, what happened is this. So Chris hit this bird, winged him. And uh, I was like, well, let's go check it out. So we took Rem over there. I went over there. Chris went over there. Both of us. Eric stayed back. Yeah. And he didn't have waiters. But <laughs> we went out there, tried to find this duck. This fucking duck pops up about six feet away from me. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to blow the duck up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten gauge, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know the damage of a ten gauge. <laughs> It'd just be a little bit devastating. So I let it, let it go. This duck swam under the fucking water, and then seventy yards later, across the river, we see that duck pop back up again. And I mean, I'm not willing to risk my dog's life for a duck. Not at all. No, I mean that dog is so important to me. He's more than. Than a duck hunting dog, like he—he's my best friend. <laughs> I mean, that dog—he loves me. I love him. I'm not gonna give up my dog's life for a freaking for a freaking duck. So yeah, I mean, it's not worth it. Especially that story where I think it affected both of us pretty deep. It was the story of this lab that him and his hunting partner went out, and they. You know, they were out, I don't know if it was a river or where it was, but there was some frozen water area, and the dog slipped through the ice, and the owner, you know, frantically went searching for it, couldn't find it, dog passed away. I mean, that, that both hit us they're, pretty hard. Yeah, they're, they're uh, breaking ice. It's what happened. It was in Colorado, on a pond. They shot, missed, no ducks, and uh, 
is what happened is um, dog went out, jumped, jumped through, went through ice. And uh, it's hard to even talk about. I mean... Yeah, man. I mean, the dog is... It's more than just a hunting partner. It's He is. He's hes a big part of my life. He's part of Chris the family. Knows, Chris knows that. I mean, more than part of the family. I mean, the dog... He's got everything. <laughs> I mean, he's you know? like your son, dude. He is. He really is. He's your and, boy. And we have a king-size bed for the dog. He has his own room now. He has his own room. <laughs> he makes his own bed. Like, if he wants to sleep with us, that's great. Yeah. We don't mind it, Nikki. Nikki and I don't. We don't care. But if she wants to go sleep in his king size bed, that's where he sleeps. <laughs> that's where he sleeps. And <laughs> I can tell you what. Like if people come over, <laughs> Rem's got his own bed. <laughs> He's gonna sleep in a king size bed, and everyone's gonna else gonna have to sleep in queen size bed. Yeah, I can't really relate. I mean, I grew up with a hunting lab, and you know, my dad had a black lab that we grew up with. But I mean, I've had. I still have a dog, but it's not a hunting dog. And it's just, you know, they become part of your pack. I mean, they're your family. They're everything you, any waterfowler that has a good hunting dog. I mean, I know how close they are to you guys. So keep an eye on them for sure. This, you know, the environments that we hunt in, they're not easy, especially the late season when there's blizzard conditions out and visibility's poor. And we send our dogs out in the river and lakes, ponds, whatever it may be that you're hunting in. Just, uh... Keep an eye on them. I mean, be safe. They're your family. They are. They are definitely. And uh, I think we do. I, I was even freaking out a little bit. Remember when we went out to Tamarack last year? Yeah. And there was some frozen ice. But, you know, we felt pretty confident. I mean, he Rem's a good swimmer. I mean, he's yeah. a damn good swimmer. Remember that I mean, first time we took him out in that little river by my house when I got the, the forerunner and he was already cutting angles? Yeah, he he cuts angles. He's, he's a smart dog. I mean, he didn't have any issues. Like he picks up on shit so quick. And last year on Tamarack, we had uh, I dropped a bird. You're looking at your phone, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I dropped a bird. Bird hit the water. He didn't see where it landed. And I sent him down, and you're up on the bank. I was in the water, and. Uh, Swam down. You got him come right to you, and it ma- it makes me so feel so much better when I'm hunting with people that actually care about my dog. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're looking out for his best interest. You're trying to meet him at a point where, like, we knew he'd get up, knew that he would wouldn't have any issues like getting caught under ice and yeah. things like that. That's, I mean, you gotta know who you're hunting with too. Like, I care a lot about. Are, are they looking about? Are they looking out for your best interest? You know, are they not? Like, yeah. Are they looking out for your dog? <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that, but it's like it's when Rem is out there. You know, when we shoot a bird, it's like, all right, cool, the bird's down. But then after that, it's it's like, all right, you know, how's Rem gonna exit the, the river? Like, how what points of entry exit is he gonna take? You know, how can I help him? You know, make contact with the bank and all that stuff, and it's. You know, as a hunting partner who's invested in their their cousin's dog, you know, I mean, I feel like it's my responsibility as well to make sure he gets out of there. Well, it's different. I mean, like, hunting partners are hunting partners, but, yeah. I mean, obviously, you, you're you like my little brother, and yeah. I know that you're going to have his best interest, too. And, and we hunt with people that, like, uh, yeah, they might, like, 
they like going out with us and stuff, but I mean, they don't understand how close that dog is with me. You know, you, you get that, and so that's kind of nice to have. I mean, because I've been out with guys like, yeah, they're good good guys, but they don't think about like what that dog means to me, you know? Dogs are everything. Your hunting dogs are everything, too, so. I mean, and anybody that knows, like, I mean, I put a lot of time and effort into that. Dog. I trained that dog from, you know, week seven when I got him. Like, I started training him right away, and mm-hmm. it's more than just like inheriting a dog and saying, "Oh, he's gonna be this and he's gonna be that." Like, I had to, I had to be the one to put the effort into that dog. I had to be the one that uh, spent time with that dog and taught him everything that he knows, <laughs> and it, it wasn't like. Oh, you spend like five minutes with your dog a day? No, like that's not it at all. I had to, I had to spend, you know, thirty, forty, five, uh, thirty, forty-five minutes a day, at least. At least, yeah. Just training him every single day for the first two years of that dog's life. But I remember when you first brought him over, he was just, he was a little chunker, little butterball of a dog, and my dog Lola, little boxer lab mix. She was staring at it and it was you know probably foot long just a little scruncher and I was like man how is this dog going to become a hunting dog but you know how he's three years old now he is three just three. turned three yeah he just turned three and man to see that dog just progress you know as far as being a little pup to being a you know pretty mature hunting partner now it's impressive man he's learned so much he's come so far and you know I know we're kind of getting pretty deep on the dog subject but they're super important for waterfowlers and and i don't think there's a waterfowler out there that wouldn't say the same about their hunting you know hunting lab or hunting partner whatever you want to call it i mean they they truly are an asset to your success out in the field oh absolutely i mean it's like i said like when we went out to jackson you know we dropped those birds they're still alive and i wouldn't have been able to grab them (laughs) you wouldn't have been able Mm -hmm. to um, Eric wouldn't have, none of us would have been able to get those birds and he went out and got them. And the only bird that he didn't get was the one that I crippled <laughs> and it dove under and we didn't see it. And you know what? Like the thing is, there's not a bird that's worth my dog's life not at all. <laughs> and I'm not going to send my dog out on some shit that, that might or might not happen, you know? And yeah, same with ice, you know, position yourself in an area where you know, you're safe, your dog's safe, and you can have a good time. Don't risk your, you know, don't risk anybody's, you know, lives or it's not worth it for that, so. No, definitely, and I mean, the thing that I did learn from some guys off the uh, internet is, and these are guys that post on uh, Facebook on our waterfall group, mm-hmm. is that like, oh, well, I lost my dog down the river and, like, I couldn't find him. Well, like, I mean... There's these things called GPSs, and, I mean, if you want to spend $1,000, you probably should. <laughs> and that's kind of where I got with my – I was talking to my dad about it, and it's like, and you know what? Like, this shot collar I have now, it's a $300 shot collar. <laughs> I might as well invest on a you know, $1,000 shot collar just so I have the GPS on him so I can find him if he, if he does get right. traveled down the river and I, I can find him, you know. Uh, I want to do that. It's not, it's not a price tag at that point. It's, you know, it's more than that. 
I mean, I've had people offer me ten grand for the dog, and I'm not willing to give them up. <laughs> you know, and can't put a price. To I'm not going to give them up for for cash value. I'm not going to give them up to a river. That's for sure. Yeah, it's like to see how far he's already come in three years. Imagine, you know, five years from now when he's eight and he's just a mature red fox and he's he's on top of his game. And I can't wait to see that. He will be too. I mean, he does really well with blind retrieves. He does really well with uh, with just down and birds and everything. But you know, there's <laughs> there's this drive within these within these dogs that Session. they they can't they can't let it go. They want to get that bird. They want to get anything that's down. Anything anything that they could retrieve. <laughs> I mean, stick bird. Rock. Piece of trash. Trash. Shit, I don't know what it is, but whatever you throw for that dog, he's after it, man. And it doesn't matter if it's night, day, dusk, whatever it is. That dog's crazy. He's going to bring it back, man. Well, that's what he's bred for. I mean, his dad, I showed you pictures. Yeah. He looks just like his dad. Well, the, do, you have any, do you have any pictures of him? Of the dad? Yeah. Yeah, I we'll, might be able to find some. We'll post a picture on the Instagram of Grady Bird Waterfellers of Ram and his dad. Let's do a side by side shot. And of they it. look exactly the same. And thing was, the big thing was, was uh, when I bought him, you know, I got I got a great deal on him for sure. They had an unexpected litter, and uh, you know, I mean, the family told me they're like, usually we let these dogs go for, you know, seventeen hundred dollars. A dog, yeah. and uh, I was like, "Oh, really? That's bullshit." And uh, I started looking more into it and everything, and looking at the bloodlines and everything. And he was AKC registered, and Dad had hunting bloodline championships, and Mom had blood bloodline uh, the bloodline championships, and just good bloodline. Yeah, great bloodlines, and. I didn't know anything about it at the time, but you know, I picked him up for six hundred bucks. I was like, I'd pick up the litter too. Yeah. And that was one thing that I'll tell anybody if you if you had pick up the litter, look at a couple things. I had a little girl came right up to me, sat right next to me, she loved me. And I was like, Oh, like I I almost picked her. Remember? Yeah. You remember me telling you that? Mm-hmm. I almost picked her. I was like, Oh shit. But I want a male. You wanted a boy. I did. I, I wanted a boy. And so I asked the uh, owners. They're like, oh, yeah, this one right here, he's the best looking. And I think mean, I got the best looking dog. He's a stud. <laughs> he's a freaking badass. He's a stud, dude. And uh, he's the most rambunctious. He's bullying everybody else. <laughs> Biggest boy in there. I was like, oh, this dog's going to be 100 pounds. Just rolls for days. But... The thing about him that stuck out to me the most is that he was the most rambunctious, and he was re- ready to get after whatever it was. And, uh, I mean, he's a badass. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, be- I'm glad. I'm, I mean, it's so easy to get frustrated with him because, you know, we're, we hunt pretty much all day. And there's definitely lulls in the day. And same for Ram, you know, when we're not on birds, it's like, what is he going to do? He gets bored too, so he starts running around. We get irritated at him, and he does. And I mean, the thing is, though, Can't when there's him. when there's birds and we're he's calling them, he's on them. 
he stays still, he knows. Yep. Business is business. Business as usual. And he's business is business, and I'm not going to move. I'm not going to fuck this up. And I'm going to do what I got to do to get these birds in here. And when they drop them, I'm going to get them. And, you know, when me and Dom went out for, for that big hunt where we had, what, 17 birds, he retrieved every single one of them. We, now, we knocked down some birds that... I mean, he couldn't find, and a lot of that's that we just winged him, and I mean, Dom's dad said, oh, yeah, I mean, we saw that bird fly off. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to find a bird that flies off on a second wind, and I mean, that's that's one thing. I, I could live with that. Yeah, there's no compensation to have a stud out there in the field with you. I mean, I know... We're talking pretty heavily about Ram, but he's an asset to our success out in the field. With I mean, with all the water hunting that we do, I mean, we hunt pretty much ninety percent over water. Maybe this year it's going to be a little bit different with having some private land for some land uh, field hunts. But you know, in the past, ninety percent of our hunting has been over ponds, lakes, rivers, and in order to retrieve those birds, you know, we it's a necessity. It's not something that we can choose to have. We have to have a dog out there to get those birds and And even without the water, I mean, we had some we had a widgeon that uh I stoned. I knew uh, I was like I knew I hit that fucking bird and I knew that bird was going down, but it was in mid flight and and we looked for it, we looked for it, looked for it, looked for it, sent the dog out on it where we thought it was. Ram pointed out found out where it was got the bird when we picked the bird up it literally was frozen in flight mode i mean like literally the, the wings were st- stiff out like you'd tell like i hit that bird it wung out and uh rim found it and we, we wouldn't have found that bird without that know. dog and i mean he's picked up on birds spoonbill a couple of years ago this one rim was a little baby um, we're hunting with Frank, you know, Frank, mm-hmm. Papa Frank, um, Frank comes up from Texas and just, he smashes birds. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is Frank, to Frank smashes just, just about anything. And that's <laughs> actually, that's where we hunt the, uh, pronghorn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that dude, that dude's a badass. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's as redneck as it comes, but <laughs> He's shout like, out to Frank. Yeah, shout out to Frank. He he said, you know, we wouldn't get that bird if it wasn't for that dog. And so, I mean, that was really it. My dad was looking for it for about 20 minutes. Frank looked for it for about 20 minutes, and uh, they couldn't find shit. But I said, hey, we'll take that dog over here real quick. And it took around about two minutes, and they found that bird. So, still alive, and he pulled it out of a bush. I was like, ah, we never found that bird. But, um... Having a good dog, asset. It's, key. it's an asset. It's it's crucial for your success out there. So, any listeners out there that are looking for dogs, I mean, feel free to, you know, reach out to us and you know ask us some questions about picking out a good dog. And I know Brian obviously has more information about that than I do. So, you know, he's a good good resource for you know training your dog and selecting a dog, all that good stuff. So, you know what, guys, it's. It's been a good episode. We've gone over quite a bit of things. Kind of the last 30 minutes of it's been dragging on about dogs, but I think it's a super important part of waterfowl hunting. So I think it's it's a good thing that we brought it up. Um, as usual, 
please, please, please um, feel free to leave us any comments on grittybirdwaterfellers at gmail.com. Grittybirdwaterfellers at gmail.com. That's our email. Feel free to leave any comments or questions that you may have. Um, also, check us out on our Instagram, grittybirdwaterfellers. And, you know, we're looking to get our, you know, our viewership up and reviews up. So we really, really appreciate it if you guys can leave us any um, reviews or comments on our um, iTunes podcast store. Check us out, Gritty Bird Waterfowlers on iTunes, also on SoundCloud. Um, we have that on there, and we're looking to get up on Stitcher, too, for those, uh, you know, Google phones um, for the Google Play Store. So if you guys can do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. We love giving you guys content and listening to us on the Gritty Bird Waterfowlers. And we'll look forward to talking to you guys next time. Thanks for listening.